Hi everyone, welcome to FS Changemakers and as usual we are here with a terrific woman for her to share her story with all of us and the person joining us today is Dania Paruki. Uh, Dania is a chemical engineer turned MBA from IIM Indore. Uh, she joined uh, EY from right out of college and after that she worked for a startup called uh, Shopchi after which she's now working with Glance uh, which is a startup within in Mobi. Uh, and uh, she is also a LinkedIn top voice. She was recognized as that in 2021. And thank you, Dania, for joining us. Thanks, Adarsh. It's a pleasure to be on board. So, Dania, uh, start, let's start at the beginning, right? I am also a chemical engineer turned MBA from IIM Indore. So, we are two of a kind. Uh, did you yeah. ever want to do chemical engineering or was it just, you know, as usual, you know, engineering and then MBA journey was supposed to happen like that? Um, well, I did want to do engineering, uh, but with stream, I wasn't too confident or too sure. And um, a chemical engineering is where I landed up at NIT Bhopal. So, I mean, I had no fixated interest that I wanted to be in computers or electronics, etc. But I was pretty good at math and science in school. So it came as a natural choice. I wouldn't say at all it was enforced. So, yeah. And how did the decision to do an MBA come about? Right. So, um, you know, uh, after my third year of college, I interned at the University of Pittsburgh in petroleum and chemical engineering and I, I think it was pretty cool i liked so many things about it you know uh, we've been studying elimination reactions and spontaneous whatever reactions right from class 11 but when i went to the us i realized that a lot of that curriculum happens for them in first or second year of college which uh, we as indians you know study in 11th and 12th just to crack and engineering entrance so my experience there was quite of a surprise like okay you're reading this now i mean i had to read all of this to get into a college and i i liked most things about it but uh, i uh, after interning there i realized that um, you know pursuing masters and a phd in chemical engineering uh, wouldn't be that interesting because i felt like most innovations had been done and there were very few things happening in chemical engineering, like, you know, those kind of textiles which could wash off, etc. So uh, I thought I'll just go ahead and study business. And that's why I went forward with IIM Indore. I mean, I wrote CAT and I cleared it and then I went to IIM Indore. Cool. Yeah. So you ended up joining EY out of college and uh, consulting is something which is definitely the dream job for a lot of people who are uh, doing, do, thinking of doing an MBA or are doing an MBA. So was that the case for you as well or did it just happen by chance? Uh, no, certainly. So I think most people who enter a B-school either want to get into investment banking or consulting. Right, like that's the motive behind those things, and I I think consulting appealed to me a lot because uh, you know that entire glamorous life of you know flying every Friday and every Monday and staying in hotels and meeting people and whatnot and you know working across industries was also something very it sounded very glamorous to me. So yes, I did want to get into consulting, and during my summer internship, um, I got a shortlist from EY 
and i was able to clear the interview uh, interned with a fabulous team at ey and earned a ppo and ended up joining it right after college awesome so how did uh, the decision to join a startup come about so uh, i mean uh, after exiting from iim i mean, uh, i felt that consulting is the place where i always wanted to be and i liked most things about it like uh, for one i would say the work culture at ey was something that's very close to my heart right like uh, in consulting you always function as a team uh, which is stronger than most places because you are dealing with a third party which is your client right so i i liked the entire teamwork part and everything um but sooner i realized that i am not in the most trending spaces like maybe i'm not working where all the action is happening right in tech space and that that you know if i am living in bangalore i should be where uh, most of the innovation is happening or where most of the new things are happening and i i did do a paper a research paper with one of my managers on um, startups that were working for vernacular india and you know next billion users etc in 2018 and i felt that it's just the right time to be in the startup space so i i took a call to move from ey to any startup which is small in size so that i could learn a lot i mean i felt that if i joined a startup which had been there for 5 years or 10 years it would be like um a regular company but if i became a founding team member there i would get to do a lot and i met with five or six founders and eventually decided to join shopji because i liked the vision of uh, one of the founders abhishek and um i felt they would be a good team and ended up working at shopji um i was there for close to a year and a half and now i know that i got to work on so many things in social commerce which very very few people in india even know about so that's that's something great and i i love that part about being in shopji but uh, was it some sort of a cultural shock joining a startup like after your structured and very methodical work at ey suddenly being in a startup and that to a very very early stage startup where you literally had would have had to do a lot of stuff yourself rather than having a team to do it for you mm yes i think that was in a way adarsh because uh, when you move from a big company uh, you're mostly you know tired of a lot of processes like even to file expense there's a process uh, to sort of bring about a change there's a process but when you're in a startup there mostly the processes are being made uh, nothing is fixed and you're that one person who gets to do multiple things sort of wear multiple hats so when i was given the task of setting up a category it came uh, and the category of uh, women wear and sort of apparel it came as such a shock to me that you know i myself have to go to the wholesale market buy stuff you know get the inventory done talk to sellers um, also do customer research which which was sort of overwhelming in the beginning like i'm just one person right like how am i supposed to do multiple things in a big company it would be five six people doing one job but in a small stage startup 
you are doing too many things so that was a big big change and certainly moving from you know the comfortable chairs at the ub city office of bangalore to 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 a startup is quite different got it so uh, what about your support system because i remember uh, you know when i left the comfortable job at vodafone and joined a startup back in 2012 uh my parents weren't particularly happy about it eventually uh, they were they were supportive of course uh, as they are about anything that i do but it was kind of a shocker to them as well that why are you leaving such a big company reputable company uh, was that something that you also uh, saw at home um i think yes certainly because explaining um, my parents Uh, first off that you know i am leaving a job in ey which a lot of people uh, know about big four so they also sort of knew about it and uh, leaving a job in big four and moving to a startup where essentially you are just selling stuff right so my mom was like you're leaving a job in ey to sell sarees like is that what you're telling me so that did come as a shock but um Uh, i think one one factor that's been always by my side has been the presence of uh, my partner my husband you know he himself is a founder of a startup so uh, when i made that jump it it didn't seem that scary for others anyway for my batchmates it was still a big deal like you know you're just moving to a place which has like very less funding or like close to a million funding and what if it crashes what if it collapses what are you going to do but because i had seen my husband build a company right from scratch i knew it will be very satisfactory even if things don't work out i am sure i'll thrive because i'm doing something that i truly truly like and i can see the result right up front right in consulting um or in other big places you sort of create decks and you do a lot of research but maybe you don't see the result right on you know maybe the client doesn't apply it but when you join a startup uh, you bring about a change that you see right away and that's a place where i wanted to be and i ended up doing that i think it's been quite worthwhile the things that i've learned in the past a year and a half i don't think i would have ever ever come across those things because um, they're happening at such few startups in such few places in the country or for i mean even in the world there are a handful of nations which are doing uh, social commerce at that scale so got it so but i believe that uh, while they might have had uh, you know some doubts about this decision of yours but uh, your mom has had a big role to play in your life uh would love to hear about that as well i think it plays a very pivotal role in a girl's life when she sees her mom working or any of the other women working because they grow up believing that you know you also have to do it it it's not a big deal if you want to work or have a family um because i think the boys mostly have most i mean they have all the opportunities in the world uh they see men working but for daughters it's sort of difficult because there are not enough inspirational figures around they don't see a lot of women working 
right and we we have a low percentage of women in the workforce in india i think it's lower than the global average so it it plays a big role when you see your mom working because you grow up with the belief that i will also do the same right it becomes second nature to you you never think that uh, there might be a chance that you will not work or it may not work out for you because you've always seen that but now that i've grown up and i see so many people quitting work after getting married or after having children it just makes me so sad right like people have issues like my in-laws won't allow me my husband is insupportive uh, and there are other factors like even in well off families there are factors like why do you have to work because you know your husband makes enough or you're married in a business family and stuff like that but but i think working uh, and having a professional identity is also important for a mother for her own growth and it's i've always felt that if you can work you should work because i've seen my mom work so you know it, it's just uh, i'm very grateful for it uh, i i sort of think that i i grew up in a girls uh, i mean i went to a convent school i went to an all girls school and from there i suddenly went to a college where there were very few women right like i went to an nit so why why such a big gap what happened uh, you know was it hard for those girls to not get in did did they get enough opportunities or not and as you grow up and you know if you get into streams like investment banking or consulting you see there are fewer and fewer women right and that just makes you sad and i think a lot of that happens because sometimes all that a woman needs is a family that's rooting for her a family that's telling that you know you can do it and we will be by your side and these are small little things which can make a big difference and which can bring a lot of women in the workforce so growing up with a working mom has helped me do do that and be that person so i i never felt that uh, i'm married and my husband uh, runs a startup and he he's always uh, you know he's always motivating me to have a career that's full of growth and he's always telling me that you know you can do better and it's so nice and i wish most people got partners like that or families like that which believe that they can add value to the society if they work or you know inspire other women around and every time i would see a director in ey or every time i see women founders and women entrepreneurs i also feel very happy and you know i i actually do that task of messaging them on linkedin saying that thank you for inspiring somebody younger to be like you and yeah that's what was all the moms and dads and husbands in the world were supportive of all the awesome girls out there yeah true yeah also my dad i mean um, things like gender inequality um, are something that we read in books and you know write essays about but fortunately i got to see those things very very later in life like when i started working uh, i grew up with a big brother and uh, never in my life did i feel differentiated between him and me you know uh, i've seen instances where the boys education is given more importance over the girls but in my home it was equal you know nobody ever told me that um 
you don't have to work hard you don't have to go the extra mile and it was always expected i i mean my parents had similar expectations for both of us i wanted to do engineering because um i went to my brother's college uh, and he graduated from iit kharagpur so for the first time that i went to that place i i was mesmerized i mean it's a big campus there's trees there's bicycles and that's when i felt you know uh, i want to be at a some place somewhere similar i, I didn't go to an iit but uh, i i ended up going to an iit bhopal and uh, luckily for me it's also a big campus with a lot of trees so yeah that's that for me Neither that was the bad in terms of the college or the campus so yeah <laughs> yeah Right. Cool. So you know you mentioned the word professional identity there, right? So uh, so right now you are a LinkedIn top voice. Uh, how does it feel? Uh, and you know what's your LinkedIn strategy? Is like share something you know for other people out there who want to make a name for themselves on LinkedIn. Right, Adarsh. It actually came as a big surprise to me. I. Um, wasn't aiming to get the award or i wasn't writing to do it because um i've been writing from a long long time and that's because i've been reading from a from an even longer time uh, my mom made me a library member uh, in, in bhopal when i was just 11 and i used to go to this library called british council library which is now swami vivekanand library and uh, she would take me on sundays and while she would you know be shopping for home I, i would be in that library for an hour or two by myself or probably be with my brother and i would read books by anit blyton and what not because when you are in class 5 what would you do in the library right you would read books and uh, so i started reading and i picked up that habit and uh, when you read a lot you also want to express your views i think uh, communication is um, very important wherever you go whatever you become because unless you are able to express how you feel or what you feel it's just difficult even to grow in your career right and i think most problems in corporate happen because somebody had a rude tone or they didn't communicate something properly etc so i started writing a um, long time back and in fact i have been a top writer at cora 2 for i think the years 2015 and 17 and i had a blog when i was in college with my own name etc uh, yeah i thought i'd become like a big blogger <laughs> but then i was studying and you know uh, uh, i just stopped that uh, after i am uh, i felt uh, in the year 2018 cora didn't have that kind of a great quality and you know the content quality decreased so i moved my writing to linkedin and i i just wrote because i felt like writing and then one fine day i got an email for this top voice thing and i was very happy uh, my husband in fact was expecting it because he said that your posts keep getting viral once or twice so i wonder if you'll make it this time i think you will but i wasn't anticipating it but he was and when it finally happened i think he was a lot happier for me than myself so feels great so how do you choose the topics that you want to write about um I just stay updated others like I I like the tech space and I am very very hopeful and optimistic about India's startup ecosystem 
I think we are doing great. Twenty twenty one has been a great year for us, and most of my topics are on trending news or startups, and I just sort of mix them together, and you know, I write them, and most of it are my personal opinions, etc. So I really don't have a strategy. I I, I think that uh, a lot of people write to um, sort of make the content viral, etc. But I think if your writing uh, is well researched and it has a solid, crisp opinion to it, it will do great. You know, I I don't resort to tactics like uh, you know where people write stuff like uh, link thoughts and I don't know. You know, uh, so I, I hope. I created a framework for this. Wanna be influencers doing bakwas on LinkedIn. yeah i mean i yeah it, it's just not i would say like sort of very public pleasing post like uh, maybe like bashing hrs or like bashing somebody or the other which will you know gather a common interest I, don't do that I, i i think there are brands there are mass brands and there are luxury brands right like just because people don't know what louboutin shoes are doesn't mean that their worth is lower Right, they have much lower following, but the brand worth is very high, and this is what I feel. So the number of followers or the number of likes don't really mean anything unless uh, your target audience is fixated. It has you're working in that niche. I I don't think it's um, you should try and be a generalist all the time. So that's that, and and have a voice. Like don't. i think don't always be politically correct what i see a lot of people doing that and it's okay to have an opinion i kind of feel that that if you have an opinion stick by it and respect others opinion but like don't don't do that people pleasing thing right which which i think is just sad yeah so uh, I'll, i'll pick one of the posts that uh, you'd written where you spoke about uh, you know salaries sh- shouldn't be linked to uh, what your past salary was but actually should be on the basis of a industry benchmark now i have a question here how do you even create a ben- industry benchmark right there are uh, there are there are same jobs where some companies might be paying 50 some might be paying 30 some might be paying 40 so doesn't your past salary at some level kind of become a benchmark for how good or bad you are because when you are coming into a new organization at the end of the day just on the basis of a few hours of interview discussion you can't take a call that okay this guy is worth this much so you know j- just pay him that right true it's uh, i agree i think it's very hard to get set an industry benchmark but what you can certainly do uh, as a candidate is figure out where you stand in terms of skills like most people and everybody right everybody has an habit of has a habit of thinking that they're possibly very good at something and overrating themselves uh if if you've cleared interview companies of let's say three four places maybe reach out to the folks there right and i know it's going to be hard nobody is going to tell you how much they take back but ask your friends who are in similar jobs if you're a ux designer ask your friend who's working in a startup in a high tech startup or uh you know somebody who's in a big company and sort of set set that benchmark figure out those three four people who will tell you where you stand and and the idea 
is to break the notion that you will only get 20% hike or 30% hike right in this time and age i, it, I find it so sort of uh, surprising that people still feel that if you make x your next job can give you 1.4x right but what if you learned a lot what if you know you cleared some exam which increased your value so do as a candidate do that market research and go back and ask for that kind of money most people are in that self doubt zone that will they pay me will they retract the offer no i mean have faith in your skills and learn to negotiate salary negotiation is uh, most people don't do it i think and break uh, sort of you know stop believing that you are only worth this much uh, do your own external research um, and figure out where you stand right like possibly if you had some factor in your life wherein you had to move to a smaller city and take a lower paying job uh if you were let's say making 10 lpa and you had to come down to 8 lpa because you had to take care of your parents and the startup was small it it doesn't mean that you know you degraded in skills right so try and convince that and try and put that path forward because if you were given a lower salary than than the industry standard you would just keep doing this 30% raise 30% raise and never reach your true salary so that's the idea got it cool we are towards the end of the session so uh, i think we should end it up with a bang of sorts so we'll do a quick rapid fire uh, round uh, which we do with all our guests uh, so there'll be five questions uh, that i'll ask you where uh, i would like to uh, say that don't think a lot uh, answer the first thing that comes to your mind but i do understand that for some of them you will need a bit of thinking so answer as quickly as possible uh so let's get started yeah sure cool share one pivotal moment from your life that shaped you as the kind of person you are um i think uh, when i was working at ey as the project manager um i in fact i was the youngest person in the entire team like i was the only person from ey managing a team of 15 people right and everybody was older than me and it was very difficult for me because uh most of the people sort of always uh did not like me because i was younger than them and they felt that how can somebody so young come and you know tell us what to do and they would sort of not give me data etc and then i went for, forward to my uh manager at that point of time he was working out of bombay and i was in bangalore and i told him listen i am the only person from ey here and these people think that i'm young and i you know i wouldn't do a great job they don't trust me what what am i supposed to do you should have probably posted a senior consultant over here and what he told me has stayed with me till date and he said that danya they don't uh, uh sort of you know they're not uh, listening to you because you're young but few years down the line they might not listen to you because you're old some people may not listen to you because you're a woman right but your job is to do an amazing work for this project and give back results right you report to their boss not them and what people think about you should not affect your present job and as a consultant you may always be disliked right so remember that there'll be people who will try to pull you down because you're young you're old you're a woman whatever but always keep doing a great job because um, they are in fact intimidated by you 
because you're so young and doing it it's not because you're young and you don't know anything it's because you're young and you're doing a better job than them so remember that and continue working so whenever i am in self doubt i you know always give me myself that advice that um it's probably going to go away and i have to just keep working yeah that's just changed a lot of things for me so we've your answer covered your first part of your professional journey that was the corporate world now talking about start- startups three things uh, about the startup world that you truly love uh well one thing that i love is that they startups most startups are doing things that have never happened before right like who would have thought that you could just shop while uh watching somebody doing a live video and that's something i'm doing at glance right now i'm looking at the e-commerce part of the live video streaming so i love that second thing i love is the fact that you can do so much in a startup right your role is not defined you can do brands you could do marketing you could you know dig deep into data and and i love that and third is i i really like the work culture in in the startups like it's sort of generalizing but it's always the fact that you know somebody who's doing great will always proceed further there's very less politics because there's just work and work things are not defined so if you're doing something it will show the result and um, it, i think it's a great platform for people to grow so just love that great so we earlier spoke about uh, you know the great role uh, that your mom played in your life and having inspiration etc so would love for you to share three indian women that you find truly inspiring um right well indra noi i think is now an american citizen but i <laughs> truly find her it's okay yeah so one would definitely be indra noi the other two women that i find um, inspiring would be uh, richa kar who's the founder of zivame i mean she came into that space and did so many things when there were such less uh, women founders and the third woman whom i would say i find the most inspiring definitely has to be my mom i think she's done a great job uh, at that point of time women used to get only like 3 months of maternity leave right and she managed and and our parents didn't have so many uh, luxuries like we do we can now hire nannies and do lot of things but my mom managed to pull off at a time where uh, most women were not working and you know she has made both of us what we are today me and my brother so uh, i wish i could be even 10% of what my mom has been able to do with such less resources yeah so talking about clothes five wardrobe staples you need to have with you at all times um so i uh, i'm actually um a lot into indian wear than western wear uh in western wear in indian wear it's definitely kurtas for me uh secondly uh, palazzos solid palazzos that go with most kurtas and third is i like loose shirts um i think they go well with cargo pants etc and fourth is uh, small earrings that can go with any sort of wardrobe which i'm wearing right now like these are very small uh and i love that and the fifth would definitely be scarves 
you know they go well with most dresses so awesome so before we end the last one any message that you would like to give to our audience today uh my only message would be that have faith in yourself and continue working i know i mean even when things seem the most difficult they'll turn around and just have faith in yourself and put your head down to work and you know keep up the grind it's all i'd say and seek help right like don't believe that you can do everything on your own so always ask help from family friends etc and you know make use of all the resources you have but don't give up the grind thanks danya that was a awesome note to end this on thanks for taking out the time for joining us it was a pleasure thank you for listening don't forget to follow our channel fs change makers where we bring you stories of inspiring women from different walks of life